Hi, Gary Corpenning, uh, Venice Church in uh, Cecil Township outside of Pittsburgh. Um, Want to check in again. I had, uh, sorry, I was a little late. I had just had an argument with Facebook again about their platform, but uh, here we are. I've got it working. Um, one of the things I wanted to talk about today, we're going to stay with uh, Romans 12 for a bit, and I'll come back to that, and you'll see where we are. But um, I just wanted to share something uh, because it's related here, and that is that I hate to ask for help, um, and I, I rarely do it. I've launched into some home repair projects knowing that this really required two sets of hands, but just didn't want to ask anybody help, and so I ended up muddling through on my own uh, to avoid having to depend on someone else. And, and I. I'm a proper American, I guess, in that way. I've been brainwashed with the belief that we should all be rugged individualists, getting along on our own, go it aloneers, kind of never depend on anyone else. Um, often that makes our lives more difficult and more lonely, and less rich, and uh, a lot more difficult. And, and that's uh, unfortunate, but we do that. I think we still hold on to some sort of this myth of, that America was settled by rugged individualists going off building a cabin by themselves miles from anyone else in the frontier. Um, and of course, there were people like that. But just speaking as a sort of student of American history, let me just say that that's really a myth. The American frontier was settled not by rugged individualists, but by groups of people who went out in communities and established and built towns and communities, depended on each other and helped one another and worked together. Uh, that's how it happened from the very start. That's how America came to be founded, by groups, working as groups, depending on each other and helping one another. That's how we've always done it. But for some reason, we have this myth of the rugged individualist settling the land alone. That's not how it happened. And it's also not how God designed human beings to function. We're designed to function as uh, in groups, to work together in groups of people. We're designed to be interdependent, to be cooperative, cooperative, cooperating with one another, relying on one another, depending on other one another to work together to, to accomplish things. That's how God made us. We're built that way. Now, we don't like it. We like to be independent. We want to be because we think more highly of our, ourselves than we ought to, as Paul warns us against. But most especially, the church is meant to be that. The church is meant to be a group of people working together in cooperation with each other. Um, and that's what, let's, let's listen to what Paul has to say about that in Romans 12 again. We're coming back to that. Uh, this is what he says in verses 6 through 8. Um, we have different, kind, different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. If, you, if your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. If it is serving, then serve. If it's teaching, then teach. If it is to encourage, then give encouragement. If it is giving, then give generously. If it is to lead, do it diligently. If it is to show mercy, do that cheerfully. <clears throat> it's interdependence. That's what he's describing there. He has already talked to us in the verse before this about how we are a body and we are depending, we're all different. And yet we're all meant to depend on each other. And we each bring something different. Each one is equipped differently. And those, those differences are meant to then enable us to depend on each other, to cooperate with each other, to work together to accomplish the, the, the work of God in the world. We're made that way. He intends us to be that way. And especially he intends his church and his people to work that way. 
And Paul's been building up to that point in this chapter, as I've pointed out as we've gone along through Romans 12. In verse 3, he warns us not to, to make ourselves the center of the universe, but to, to recognize that we are to be concerned more for others than for ourselves and put others before ourselves. In, in verses 1 and 2, he warns us not to uh, allow ourselves to be conformed by the voices of fear and anger that are rising up in the world around us and shouting at us, but rather to allow the voice of God to transform us into these new kinds of people that he intends us to be. And now in these verses, he calls us to, to be the body of Christ, a community of interdependent people working together in the power of the Holy Spirit to live out the kingdom of God and the mission of God in the world. That's his calling for us, and, and we're meant to do it. Um, and that he wants to work through us in that way. So what's God given you to do? Who are you? You personally. Look close to home. How? What has he put before you and what equipment has he given you to, to do this work in the world? Look to your family. Look to your neighbors right now. We can't look real far because we're still closed up. So look to the people close by, your neighbors and the people who are already in your life. How are you in a position to do the work of God in their world and in their lives? And then how do you coordinate that with others who are serving Jesus also? We're still connected. We're meant to be, and we can find ways to do it. So share your ideas with the people you're still connected with, the other followers of Jesus. Share the needs that you're seeing with those other followers of Jesus that you know and that you're connected with and cooperate with and depend on them to work with you to share that vision and to serve as God puts before you to do it. There's a lot of need around us right now, and we have that opportunity to be God's people in this time. And above all, ask God to connect you with other followers of Jesus who can coordinate with you and with your abilities and you can bring them together and we can be that whole body of Christ in our time, in our place. Never has the world needed God's, well, I don't know, never, but certainly it's been in our lifetime, perhaps we've never seen a time quite like this when the world has needed the people of God to be doing this. So quit fighting the world. We're not called to come and fight the world. We're called to come and not hate the world, but to love the world and to serve the world, right? That's what God said. God loved the world so much that he sent Jesus. And Jesus has now sent us to live that love out in our world. It's not a time to hate the world around us, but to love it and serve it. And he's equipped you to do it with the work, with the help of others of following Jesus. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord, that you make it, uh, you've called us to be this people. Enable us to serve to the glory of your name and to the blessing of the people around us. In Jesus' name, amen. I'll talk to you again tomorrow. Take care.